0: Hello deities, you know what time it is, it's time to set some boundaries, yeah I'm speaking to you, the one who allows everybody to just walk all over them, the one who thinks of other people's feelings before you think of your own, because they told you that that's being selfish, that protecting your peace in every Way humanly possible is a selfish act. And that is a toxic notion, don't you think? Normally, I would come and I would say welcome, and we would recap the last episode. But today I think it's best that we just get into the nitty-gritty of things. If you are curious about what we spoke about last week, all I can tell you it's about sacrifice and selflessness so have a listen but i feel as though i'm not going to wait to get to the point of this episode because it is something that i am constantly seeing and i'm in spaces with people who are constantly a victim of this thing called lack of boundaries and when you think of boundaries you think it has to be harsh and I think I also touched a bit of this in one of my episodes. Because one of my best friends, Miss Leslie Red Bean, also known as Red Bean, she's the owner of Octavo Body Modification. And you should check her out because she has a lovely sale going on right now for piercings and whatnot. Um, I Don't quote me on it in terms of the percentage of the sale, but I will definitely post it for you all to click and pay her a visit okay she's my go-to body mud person um but something she told me that i play devil's advocate with is setting boundaries and not all of them having to be harsh in terms of the way you interact or treat with people and while i agree with her i would still say it's it's dependent on who it is it's depending on who that person is which entity it is what situation it is and I know normally you all would want a little build-up but no I'm coming for the jugular one time because I feel as though I am also guilty of not having boundaries and yes, boundaries sometimes have to be harsh, but they can also simply be a case of putting people where they belong. You see, everybody in your life has a rule and they know their role. And if they don't know their rule, you have to be mindful of their role because that is how people overstep and that is how you end up giving more of yourself to a situation than you should that's how this unbalance of frequency or exchange of energy happens in not just boyfriend girlfriend relationships but every relationship humanly possible you know and and it has a lot to do with the fact that we don't be clear on our expectations And the boxes we fit people in. And I know normally when we speak about putting people in boxes. That it means that we are caging them from being their true selves. And in this instance, that's not the context I'm talking about. I'm simply talking about fitting people in their place. And you can go back to my if you don't know your country know your place episode. To find out a little more about that. Um, because I think I, I probably touched on boundaries there, but we didn't really talk about it enough, okay? But in order to have boundaries, we have to be sure of self. Did you hear me? You have to be sure of who you are and you have to be sure of what you want out of these interactions that you have with people. A person who isn't sure of themselves would not know how to have healthy boundaries with people a person who hasn't healed cannot know their place and how to treat with people life is not a utopia we may try to defy how many amount of structure and all of that and we may do mental gymnastics to fulfill our desires and to a point we should but oftentimes we misplace the true culprit of a lot of the world's misfunction or dysfunction right I do understand and I do agree that there are certain structures in society that really and truly cause nothing but chaos and hurt to humankind that is a fact We have racism, right? Systemic racism. We have patriarchy. You know, we have all these different things. And I'm speaking from the lens of a West Indian context. So please forgive me if this seems a bit foreign to you, to my listeners who are beyond the Western Hemisphere. Because in the Western Hemisphere, those structures, not racism I'm, I'm speaking about specifically, but let's say patriarchy. They may seem functional or functionable or plausible in certain parts of the world, right? When it is done right, you know, um, or if it holds some sort of uh spiritual relevance, I guess. You know, I'm not here to offend anybody and their beliefs, right? But in terms of the modern western world we know that there are structures that really and truly cause more harm than good in society and I named two of the regular culprits right the usual suspects oh and let's not forget about capitalism and and the thing about it is they all coincide but my point is outside of those things a lot of the answers we are looking for is not necessarily to defy what already exists. It's about looking within ourselves, looking within our immediate space and circles and realizing that, like MJ said, rest in peace to the goat. We have to start with the man in the mirror. Now, if I, I, you know couldn't be sued (laughs) by using someone's intellectual property like music and all of that Um, if, if I could use it without being sued I would have played it for you for those of you who aren't really too familiar with the song but he spoke about making a change and starting with the man he saw in the mirror please forgive me for all the extra noise you're hearing disclaimer again I am not in a home studio. But yes, it starts with us. We have to start with the person we see every day when we look in the mirror. We have to look within as well. And unpack these things and do the shadow work. I know y'all are probably rolling your eyes. If Listen, if I could get a million no, not a million, a dollar, sorry. For every time I say shadow work to my friends and on this podcast, I know I'd be rich, okay? So maybe I should I should ask for a donation for every time I say the word. But that's just to re-emphasize the fact that shadow work is so important. Because it's in shadow work we are able to pull from within all of the toxic traits and all of the things that were so deeply rooted in us from society from parents etc and really and truly learn to love ourselves in the healthiest way possible not that pseudo intellectual crap and then we can learn how to place people and this goes back to what leslie and i discussed we have to know to place boundaries with people now Depending on how dire these boundaries are, we would know if we need to put harsh boundaries, meaning those where it's quote-unquote extreme, right? Because that's the best way I could put it, even though I don't think cutting anybody off is extreme. But yes, in terms of you set a safe space between you and a person by having no contact with them in the near future. You know, maybe when you're older and if you think you have love and room for that person still to want them in your immediate space, that's something completely different, right? So there are the people who fit that box. They need to be cut out. You know, you speak to these people daily and all they bring to you is negativity. All they can do is gossip about people every day. There is no room for growth there is no room for anything positive there is no space to really have a heart to heart and get to know them you know and let me explore that for a brief second because i you know i i am guilty of that or was guilty of that i was guilty of fitting into spaces where All you could do is have one thing in common with these people and all your conversations are filled with nothing but gossip, nothing positive about other people, right? You all probably have one little similarity and it may be because you all are able to, you know, be witty or whatever. So you bond over that and you just... Really, just be reckless, or what I call you, also toxic bond, right? I, I call it toxic bonding, where you and these people have a common denominator or a common enemy, right? Um, and sometimes, you know, it's not even that deep, it's not like an enemy, it's just probably you all had a difference of opinion, and so you all form bonds or a bond over having that similar notion of a person. And so you all just click up and then become actual, dare I say it, bullies. You know, you you come online and you spew hate and you just in your private conversations, that's all it's about, people's business. And that's pitiful you know you you literally form cliques with people you're in groups, etc, to literally discuss people <laughs> right and to tear them down and to strip them of their humanness and you you make them assume the position of being so horrible, being almost demon like in a negative sense and like, it's for what reason? How how are you growing from that? All that does is sow seeds of bitterness and chaos and want to tear down other people. And if you're listening right now and it sort of falls in your garden, I mean, don't feel bad because we all at some point were vibrating on that low frequency, right? And the people who do these things they tend to really and truly have a lot of hurt and scars inside that they need to explore and they won't because shadow work is hard and everybody likes the easy way out, you know. Because they may say, Okay, well, we go to therapy, but you go to therapy and you still come and spew that same hate on your feed, in your conversation with people. It's like everybody, something wrong with everybody, but there's nothing wrong with you. And that is subconsciously always being the victim. So you think you are at liberty and you are right to just lash out at others. Right? Especially and and click up and try to form armies against people who you probably simply don't align with anymore. And that's pathetic but it's also sad and so these are the people that you have to have harsh boundaries with I remember and there are several instances but there was one not too long ago where I realized that outside of this person bringing news about the people that were trying to tear me down that we really didn't have anything in common, right? Now the person didn't do me anything bad, as far as I'm aware. They did not speak on my name in a negative way. Um, at least I think, because I peeped <laughs> some other shadiness. But for the most part, when it came down to it, apart from probably similarities with certain things that I, I quote unquote. Place an oomph amount of value on. We don't really have that much of a bond, of a healthy bond. Minus the gossip, there was nothing we could talk about. And that's sad because I lied to myself and said that we had a friendship when really it was just somebody to help gossip. My ego, I guess, by trying to belittle somebody or people they know I don't really F with, right? I'm trying to keep the podcast PG-13, so (laughs) if you hear me trying to censor certain curse words, that's why. (laughs) But yes, so I I observed that and it was so sad when I thought about it. And you know what? The person knew very well that that's the case because they themselves couldn't strike up a conversation without leading with a screenshot or some comment about the irrelevance of my life, right? I call them the irrelevance. I won't even say my ups because i that's a strong word. They're just irrelevant, okay? And that's what you need to do. Place boundaries, on people like that. So I placed a harsh boundary. I don't interact with that person no more. They're not out off of my feed. Because. I mean. They. Don't really post anything. Like that on their feeds. So it's not going to. Trigger me to say like okay. They're carrying the same energy in private conversation on their feeds. And that's that's another reason why I had to cut them. From my immediate space. Like no WhatsApp conversation and all of that because I realized they were very shifty and inconsistent and most times people who bring news to you that's the case they have no loyalty to nobody right they're very inconsistent what they say and what they do are completely different so my harsh boundary was not to have one-on-one talks with them anymore and I know it's very obvious to them right And that's good. Everybody is learning their role, (laughs) right? Right? So that's a good thing. And then there are those who you may have to take out of your space completely. Like not even on Facebook because that person has reached that level of disgust with you. That you have to place that harsh boundary of not even having them on your social media. And for those of you who like to act as though it's just social media, I can have anybody, listen. That's a lie. Social media has become so important now that you even meet your spouse on social media, okay? I'm speaking for myself and many other people, right? And when you think of it, any space that you occupy, be it virtually or literally, If that environment is unhealthy, and I probably said this before, you have to declutter, okay? So don't tell me, well, it doesn't matter. It's just Facebook and I want numbers because of this and that reason, right? And in the same breath saying, you don't want fame. But anyway, the point is, you have to be protective of your peace and you have to set boundaries. So a boundary for me on social media Right, Just strain from an individual person. In the general sense, I had to learn to place boundaries on social media because I realized that when I scroll on my feed, all I'm seeing is a set of angry people all the time, every day. I can do it. And I don't have the patience to unfollow these people because I didn't see the point. If I don't care about what you have to say, I know I have no beef with you then why is it so hard to click on friend? Why am I still trying to have this respectability aspect? Because I, you know, I care about... it, It would then say, I care about what you think. Do you understand? Like, if you and I don't really have that much of a friendship, and even if we do have a friendship, right but I'm speaking for those people who you just sort of know and they're on your feed and they're very much opposing of your views. Why would you have them there? It's all about your ego. It's all about trying to feel like you could pull an intellectual flex on somebody. You know, I I would never want somebody who clearly is contrary to my beliefs, my core values, my philosophies, whatever you want to call it. If you have a very opposing perspective to mine on things that i value then why are you in my feed why do i need to see that misogynistic stuff just as an example on my feed or why must i create my platform for you to come on my page to talk shit Right, And then you're triggering me, but you're also triggering my followers and friends. Right? My other deities. Why must I do that? If I am doing that, it's because I care a little more than I would like to admit about you and about whatever level of rapport we have. And nobody is that important to me, especially if you're not funding me. Right? And even if you're funding me, Don't think because you're funding me, you could pay for my silence. That is not happening. (laughs) Okay, so it's all about ego. If you care about your space, you would want to declutter. And that's just it. So, yes, I do understand you can deal with people on different levels. But a healthy boundary for me is to ensure at least you are 65% in alignment with me not everybody is going to be in the 70s 80s 90s and 100s right some people is just enough cool and because you pass that percentage i can say okay there is room for growth here right because i have seen people evolve on facebook besides myself right i one name just came to mind but i won't name drop him (laughs) right he was literally one of the the most misogynistic fools I've ever met and then I saw him unpack a lot of it and he has a long way to go but I saw the growth but there are some people who don't grow at all and you just keep them there and I don't get why and let's deviate from social media in real life you know be it your your classmate who you clicked up with in college or your family members These people are unhealthy for you or to you. You know, they they constantly weigh you down. And you're thinking, no, it's my sister. It's my father. How could I I open up that through chakra and really and truly have these people get out of my space? If you are struggling because of a title, be it familial or otherwise, then you need to really unpack and explore and journal and probably seek a therapist to understand why you are letting a title overshadow the fact that these people are overstepping boundaries and making you unhappy. That at your core you are not settled that mentally you're not okay with these people in your sphere but because they are auntie or because they are mother you can't say anything and i know the answer for that is because of history and especially from a black aspect right or context because i am black i am afro trinidadian or Trindagonian right but especially in our household you know growing up (laughs) and and no offense to my non black people and or non people of color we used to be like wow in these shows right because all our only representation of let's say a Caucasian household or Latina household was on the television. So, especially for the former, you might watch some sort of programming or TV show where the child in that household is able to <laughs> vocalize how they feel. And it may be in a harsh, quote-unquote, manner, filled with anger and rage and the storm of a close their door. And they're like, oh my gosh, wow. You know, you still look at it like that's, that's like the the most like crazy thing you've ever seen the craziest thing like that's impossible in a black house so because you will die literally you know or, or you'll be smacked across your face and we may do mental gymnastics and say yeah because the child was quote unquote rude right or the teenager but what we are seeing there is that we are already programmed in such a way where to oppose your black parents in itself is a scary thing, right? Like that's something you just don't do and you can't express how you feel because you're gonna get smacked. And so, yeah, so that's just one little example of me saying, I know this is something that as a child growing up, especially in a black household, you are immediately trained to never oppose family or parents or those who are quote unquote older than you right you have to have loyalty there because at the end of the day that is family and I'm here to tell you right now that is bullshit placing boundaries is important especially to those you love because if you love them you are automatically going to have that level of tolerance to forgive them for when they falter, for not knowing better all the time, right? But at some point, constant forgiveness and allowing these people the same grace time and time again becomes abusive. And when we think of abuse, we just think of a fist to face situation. And that's not it. There is such a thing as emotional and mental abuse. There's also spiritual abuse, right? Which is a combination of all. You know, that that spirit, that entity within you can grieve it. You know, the the Bible in the biblical context. I'm just speaking on what I was raised on okay so (laughs) don't think this is a a christian specific podcast or anything i'm just saying from the holy text that i was familiar with they talk about grieving the holy spirit that's a form of spiritual abuse right in the occult world you know i i don't think there's actual phrase for it but you could definitely grieve spirit you can dishonor your deities and your ancestors and guides you can That's a form of abuse, neglecting your spiritual needs and neglecting, you know, the powers that be. But I don't want to stray. I'm speaking on the fact that family, loved ones, they can mentally and verbally abuse you. And if they aren't verbally abusing you, they can be passive. And you won't realize it's abuse until... They've crossed a line that you didn't think they'd cross. And then you still kind of hold your mouth because it's family at the end of the day. No, you have to set your boundaries. Family just means these are the people that by default you always knew. They were your sibling, your aunt, as I said, your, your mom, whoever they're your bloodline that's it but they have to have healthy bonds with you or a healthy bond with you to get to have any value in your life and you know what's crazy we get it when it comes to men right or father figures who aren't doing their part we get it But somehow when it's other people, apart from that rule, we don't get it. And I want us to unpack that. I want us to release that. Because it shouldn't be tolerated regardless of who. And I know, let's say in the case of your mother, you would say, well, she's the one that brought me into the world and she's doing this for me and she's doing that for me. That's what mothers are supposed to do. That's what parents are supposed to do. It's not a privilege. Society has normalized it where we think it's such a privilege because she had other choices or they had other choices. Um, okay, but this is a the choice they chose. So if you didn't ask to come here, you shouldn't feel like you're forever indebted because of their choice of having you and raising you and fulfilling their rules and this isn't a bash on mothers i mean parents generally or anybody who, who assume position of such so another thing might be okay well, your mom abandoned you your dad abandoned you and your grandmother raised you so you you could never defy her because everybody that abandoned you didn't look back and she's the one that decided okay I'm going to take care of you that still doesn't warrant abuse that still doesn't warrant being shrunk so small that you can't have an opinion on your life you have to place boundaries likewise you're with this man you have a baby by him you love him You want that perfect nuclear family, white picket fence dog, mommy, daddy, boy Carla, baby Anna, as I like to say. (laughs) And you say for the sake of the child, you're going to stay even though you're not fulfilled, even though he's cheating on you and abusing you and violating you in other ways. Because I don't want to just say cheating is the only way someone can disrespect you in a relationship that's not it at all in fact you'd be happy to know some of you why am i saying happy (laughs) but you know there are there are people who don't even look at cheating as a deal breaker okay but we're not getting into that today (laughs) my point is You have a bond with this person and you love them and you do all the mental gymnastics and add layers to the reason why you cannot let this person go. You need to unpack the notion that you can't let go of people because you had a child by them or because you'll have this history and because the sex is great, you have to learn to let go how do you do that by first questioning why you can't and exploring those reasons and then you have to look at yourself not just in that one context with the person but in anybody else that is in your life do i have a pattern of allowing people in my life and have them go as they please and treat me how they want before they go and then they come with one little sad story a day and I allow them to re-enter my life is it is it a pattern or is this a one-off thing look and, and don't just treat it in terms of relationships you could start there look at your past relationships and compare if there was ever that back and forth nonsense and then you could assess friendships those that aren't sexual or anything at all just regular friendships platonic friendships and then you look at the way co-workers treat you and what they do you on the job that you know for a fact <laughs> you are being paid for this task and you have your rights as an employee or a co-worker but because They ask you and you always say yes. You overwork. You know, do you place boundaries there in the workplace? What about family? And you assess every situation and then you realize that yes, we can say these people are mean and they are evil. But the common denominator is me. So I need to learn to place boundaries. Why do I want to be a yes man? why do i allow people to overstep and encroach on my peace is it because i need validation is it because i need to be likable and liked by people and if so why why does my care of being validated and liked by people overshadow my peace Those are the questions we need to answer. And then we need to get strength and listen to podcasts like these and do the work, get the tools, get the people, get everything. Speak to a licensed counselor because I am not that. And get some sense of self and build back our dignity because you need that. Your dignity helps place boundaries. It's when we misplace our dignity or ego rather is when it is bad for us. So ego isn't always a bad thing. It's when we misplace when to use our ego. Because your ego to a point will help you learn how to place boundaries. Okay? I always say you could picture your ego as... as that bougie auntie with the fur coat and the cigarette with the long stick. <laughs> she's the one waiting to bat your wig, as I say, to put you in place, to drag you if it is you do some funny shit. Right? So sometimes she is needed, but she's not always needed. And true healing is learning when to discern her using her, her use. Okay? And even, let me just say this, back to the boundaries at work. You have no boundaries at work. Everything they ask you to do, you say yes. And it's not that you're getting a greater pay or even favor. You're not going to get more vacation days because you always say yes. As my husband always says, if you see a jackass, you simply write it. That's what's happening. And all you're doing is causing yourself more distress. So you're thinking you're going to get a a star and a a little certificate saying Employee of the Month. All that does is boost your ego a little bit, but it really does nothing. (laughs) So I'm not saying be sloppy at your job. I'm saying you're going above and beyond. And then every day you're tired. You're drained. You don't have time for your family life, for your child, and even for self-care. Because you're not placing boundaries. And that's the thing. You always pay the price. For lack of boundaries. You do. So you need to really. Start placing them. So if there's that person. Be it family member. Friend. Lover co-worker even your child and I'm coming for the mummies a bit you need to place boundaries there as well I know you all might say you have no child but I do I have a lovely stepson right <laughs> and I have godchildren, children goddess children as I say so I know about an aspect of parenting you know I just didn't birth them from my womb yet right but if you don't place boundaries with your kids Healthy boundaries because you like to think, well, it's kids, how could you place boundaries? No, place that boundary. Because when you don't place boundaries, it shows that the the dysfunction starts to show in other aspects of your life, everything crumbles. So you're not training your child to have a bedtime because you think well it's a child no healthy boundaries that child can go to bed so you can get some rest that eventually when he or she or they have to go to school they can know okay this is the time i i have to sleep because i have school the next day and naturally their body will respond i remember with my mom my boundary for me was my nine o'clock bedtime i was allowed uh, half hour or so of, of homework then afternoon cartoons straight to the news hour I shower, I watch a bit, of, a bit of the news and then I was allowed one show or two if it is a half an hour segment and by 9 I couldn't even keep up my like there was a point in time where it wasn't that I had to look at the clock my body literally couldn't keep up ag- again after 9 place those boundaries Because you you deserve me time regardless. You deserve a healthy couple hours rest. And it creates a, a bit of discipline in the child. And I don't know, I think we can be extreme in terms of we know what licks and stuff is. But well, my mom didn't beat me, but I'm just saying I feel like millennials now are on the extreme opposite side of the spectrum because we know what abuse is like and that's a trauma response. So we get all the licks in the wheel so we think that we are afraid to have discipline in children. We are afraid to set those boundaries and discipline doesn't mean beating because I'm not about beating kids but there are other ways you can discipline them and keep them in check. They need the guidance. You needed guidance. So i feel like us as millennials now we feel like the answer is erasing discipline period no it's about learning what discipline really is because we had a messed up notion of what it was it was really abuse right so even the way we treat with it as i said is now trauma abuse trauma response sorry you don't need to erase discipline your teaching, your, your parenting, and/or teaching style. You just have to learn what true discipline is. Discipline isn't flogging a child, but discipline can mean you have a bedtime, you have playtime, you have a reading time, you can sleep alone. Yeah, so I'm saying all of that to say we really, really, really need to learn deities to place boundaries with people and it doesn't matter who they are hell we even need to place boundaries on ourselves we know and I'm speaking for some people here or myself I knew that casual sex was not for me I'm not against anybody who feels empowered that way because the same way I could feel empowered dressing the way I do, a woman may feel the opposite, right? So I'm not here to slut shame anybody or to come for anybody's lifestyle. But for myself, when I was a single woman, I had to place my boundaries. I knew that I held sex to such a high quote unquote value. Or let me just say hi because it would mean that the other people don't. But let me just say it was secret to me. It wasn't just an act. It was something that is truly spiritual and uh, and ritualistic to me. So casual sex was a no-no for me. I tried it. It worked now and again. But I felt drained after. It wasn't even just about the fact that depending on who it is. Because we already had that emotional tie. That it would kind of heighten it i really and truly felt drained after casual sex so i was like you know what i'm good i have my my devices (laughs) okay i have battery batteries i have my batteries and my device could work for me if it's not i want but what i really wanted was intimacy and a lot of the times because i i speak to women who are similar we misplace wanting a nut or we misplace sorry intimacy or mistake rather intimacy for wanting a nut and most times men have a clear idea so what they want they lie about wanting intimacy to get that nut because they know that's what you want i'm speaking from the cis head perspective right so a boundary i had to place for myself is to not have casual sex Because I know I craved intimacy and I felt empty and drained after the act. So you have to learn to place boundaries all around, not even just with who's in your space, but also within self. So deities, please remember to place boundaries. Because you are going to be on what we say is the shitty end of the stick if you don't. This is Goddess Latoya saying. Push over nothing. Boundaries everything. (laughs) See you next time. On Goddess Botanica. Love. Light. Shadow work. Botanicals and Batwigs. Okay, also, guys, before I go, feel free to give me an audio response. That's a feature on Anchor. Or you can write a response to me on Instagram, on Green Room, on Clubhouse, on TikTok, on Facebook. We have the Goddess Botanical Lounge. Feel free to join the group GB Lounge. Once you see my logo, you know it's me. All right, website soon come more guests soon come all right and just feel free to listen to any of my other episodes this was episode 10 baby we did it okay thank you thank you thank you um i don't know when i would stop for the season i think i would have as much as i can until december and probably the new season will start january how about that all right so take care love you all Peace, deities, and remember to set those boundaries.